Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MRP Tech Podcast. This is the weekly podcast discussing everyday tech for everyday people. And just as I hit record, right outside that window to my right, one bird tried to take on every other bird in the neighborhood, and it was complete chaos for about 10 minutes. So um, if you hear some birds in the background, uh, that's what's going on. There is a, an all-out civil war amongst the local birds in my neighborhood, and I don't know what's going to happen with that. So um, I tried to say, hey, I'm recording here, but that uh, didn't quite work So, because um, I'm terrible at impressions. But hey, uh, this week's podcast is an interesting topic, and I'm, I'm um, going to talk about some things here in a little bit and um, try to approach it in a slightly different way than, than um, most uh, Linux podcasters out there. So the first thing is, I have a confession to make. Here it is. Confession is... I'm getting bored with Linux. I love Linux. I love the free and open source software. I love the free and open source community. But I'm getting bored with it. It's stable. It's fun. I use it all the time. And uh, it is my operating system of choice. But I don't know where my next project is, what I want to do next. And... I've sort of been struggling with this for a, for a long time now because I could uh, jump into some software and review software. It's not really my thing. I don't really like doing that. And, and occasionally if I have a project to do, I don't mind uh, going down the road and, and um, taking that uh, learning curve and, and learning how to use a free piece of software. But for the sake of a podcast, you know, explaining what the features are in GIMP or the new features in Caden Live or something like that, I don't really particularly find interesting. And I don't think that, um, you know, listeners would, would particularly find it interesting, especially on an audio podcast. I do put the video podcast out on YouTube uh, as of the last few months. And um, the, the thing here is... I was sort of struggling for a while, and and um, and I I don't always cover Linux topics. I I jump around, and whatever seems to be interesting to me at the time is what I I share with all of you. And when I do that, it's not because I claim to be some sort of expert, or not because I claim to be a uh, professional at that particular topic. But hopefully, if I share something and and inspires you to go check it out then I feel like I've done a good job of, of uh, promoting something or getting the word out about something. And 10,000 other people are going to do it 10,000 other ways. So if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, um, one of the things that I'd like you to do is check out my website, mrptechreviews.com. That's where I'm going to post all the shows Um and you can also check out podnuts.com and go to that website, check out all the shows on that network. Um, but if you've been listening to this show for a while, you, ha- you will have realized that usually I am somebody that likes a very difficult task. And I like the fact that I can um, take something that I knew nothing about before and struggle with it for a while and get to a point where I'm about to give up or throw it away or 
start over for the 10,000th time and expect the same result to happen, complete failure. And usually I um, am usually at least have some sort of project that I'm working on that is time consuming. It uh, makes me learn something or just plain simple is something that's difficult that um, not many people do or, or that type of thing. So to give you an example, years ago now, um, I was looking for the same thing. I was looking for a project, got into amateur radio, got my amateur radio license. I knew nothing about amateur radio at that time. And I still consider myself a, a you know, a, a beginner at that, even though I have an extra license and I, I took all three exams. Uh, as a challenge to myself. So I, I knew nothing about it, and, n- and now I help out giving exams uh, when they need it. Uh, so that's an example. Another example uh, was I wanted to do something special for my uh, tech club at school, and we came up with a project contacting International Space Station, all of which uh, uh, I've talked about on the show plenty of times. And the the idea behind these projects is they were not easy. They were not simple. They were something that I could explain to students. You know, if you really uh, come across something difficult, most people give up and you can work forward. And even if you ultimately fail at the end, um, it's not really about the failure. It's about the process. And um, so I'm going to talk about today some, some, uh, the new project that I'm taking on. And I'm going to talk a little bit of why, about why I haven't taken it on yet. And, um, but before we get into that, I have a story I want to share you. And this is sort of has nothing to do with technology, has nothing to do with, um, with computers, with uh, networking, anything like that. This is an inspirational story, and it has sort of given me a chance to um, change a few things with how I approach things and uh, notice the similarities on how I approach things too uh, with, with very difficult tasks at hand. And um, so I'm just going to share this story with you really quickly. And I'll put this link in the show notes because this article is just fascinating to at least me, who is an avid outdoors person. And um, then I'm going to transition into uh, what, why I, I'm talking about this and uh, why I think it's important. Okay. So, um, the story is of, of a Japanese monk who hiked the same mountain for a thousand days in a row. Not he, he hiked the, the, the same mountain for a thousand days. Okay. This is in Japan. And, um, basically this is a Buddhist monk who hiked up a, a mountain, um, and he took an, an oath basically to do this. And it's a fascinating story. Okay. This is not just a hike up a, a random mountain. Okay. This is a mountain that climbs 4,000 feet in about 15 miles. So it's, it's a 15 mile route. Uh, the route is steep and rocky, has wooden stairs and ladders, ropes, and even chains, uh, that, that help in assisting this. And he, he this this 15 mile trip is a round trip journey that normally takes 16 hours of continuous movement. Now, what happens is um, this is, and I don't want to dive too deep into this, but the the belief of this particular group of monks, they're called marathon monks, and their belief is that they uh, 
of course they're Buddhist and their path to enlightenment is apparently, um, if you complete this journey, then you're, you have a much quicker path to enlightenment. So this is their sort of inspiration for doing this. So what they do is they, uh, take an oath and from May to September, they, they, um, for a hundred days, they will continuously do this loop and basically, um, wearing almost no shoes, very, very thin, light shoes. Um, they will hike this particular course over and over and over very little rest, very little food, very little water. And they will do this particular journey every year for about nine years. And, um, the, the, most terrible thing about this is um, up to the 100th day, you can opt out at any point in time. For these monks, you can opt out at any point in time. After 101 days, if you do not complete your journey, you're expected to take your life. So you carry a rope with you and you carry a knife and you can either hang yourself or you can um, disembowel yourself. And then you are, um, then you have not completed your journey. So only 46 people, I believe, in the last hundred and something years uh, have have completed this. And this particular um, article that I'm talking about is kind of an inspiration, um, and I don't want to mispronounce names, but this particular monk did complete the, um, the, the thousand um, mountain climbs, this, the 15 mile trip. And it's just a really incredible story. And um, he thought that only one point in time he wasn't going to make it. He was sick. He had the flu. He passed out and uh, woke up. And that was um, the only time that he thought he was going to have to complete that sacred vow of not being able to complete it and taking his life. But it was only once he, he, he thought that. So very. this is not something that is easy, okay? Um if you've ever been for a 15 mile hike, I'm usually done for at least three, four or five days after a hike like that. And you do have to prepare yourself for something like that. And to do this over and over and over for them, it's a different reason. It's, it's part of their religion it's part of their culture. And I'm not going to get into that here. Uh, but the premise is it's a meditative walk. Um, you're supposed to learn a lot, learn a lot about yourself and, uh, learn a lot about life and respect, um, all sorts of different things when you're done and you have lots of time to think, you have lots of time to contemplate all sorts of things and you complete the journey completely by yourself with some help of other people, um, along the way, uh, to help, uh, keep you motivated and, and such like that. Okay. So this isn't a tremendously difficult task. And, um, with everything going on right now, the coronavirus, everybody's out of work. Everybody is home and quarantine. Things are starting to get back to normal, but it's not going to be back to normal for a long time. So I've been spending a lot of time outdoors. I've been, uh, recreating, I've been hiking quite a bit. And, um, I came across this article the other day and, um, I haven't really been a whole lot motivated. I've been, um, doing everything I need to do. I've been teaching, I've been creating assignments for my students, but outside of school, I have not really been super motivated. And um, 
I kind of found myself not doing a whole lot and I felt like I was getting lazy. I don't like to be lazy. I like to um, work hard. I like to uh, get myself in shape for the summer a little bit. And so I've been hiking quite a little bit. So I thought um, usually there's a mountain that I climb that's probably depending on which way I go, somewhere between five and six miles. So I started just for fun this week. I wanted to see how many days in a row I could do this and still do everything else. So I, I'm starting, I'm, I'm on day three right now, and I don't expect to do a thousand days. I don't expect to do a hundred days. I don't expect to do 10 days. I don't expect to do four days, okay? So I'm just kind of doing this for fun. And after three days, um, I am in so much, uh, my muscles just absolutely hurt. And this is only six miles that I've been doing for the last three days. I can't even imagine 15 miles of doing this over and over and over again for a hundred days straight. Um, they call the marathon monks because uh, ultimately that, that distance increases quite a bit and the repetitions increase quite a bit. Um, they have to do two 100-day cycles in a year, uh, around six or seven years in. Just incredible feat of, of overcoming adversity and overcoming difficulties and overcoming uh, fear and anxiety and all sorts of different things. Okay, so how does this relate to the technology podcast? Well, I have had something in the back of my mind for years now, and I have not wanted to complete it. Uh, I have, but I have not completed it. Um, my journey started with Linux way back in 2009 with Ubuntu. I've mentioned this on the show plenty of times. Got into Arch Linux probably around 2012, 2013, and I learned a whole lot about Linux with Arch Linux. Um, you basically start with a base system and you can build whatever that you want. Um, Arch is great. I absolutely love it. I ran it for a year before I had to reinstall it. Then I reinstalled it. It ran great for a couple more years. I ran Antergos for a while uh, just because it was easier to install. And um, I didn't find the Arch Linux install to be uh, particularly dis difficult to, to, to do. It's just uh, following directions and following um, the documentation about uh, how to do it. And once you do that, you have your, your own Arch Linux installation that you can install whatever you like. You know exactly what's on your system. There was a few things here and there that were buggy, but um, I learned how to fix them. I learned how to, um, you know, repair them. And uh, then ultimately, I just sort of got away from it for a little while. And no reason in particular it wasn't because I was upset with Arch Linux uh, or how it handled or anything like that. But I've been running Pop! OS now for a couple of years. And the idea that uh, Pop! OS is, is, is stable, I enjoy it. I, I, it's now my favorite Linux distro for uh, many reasons. And, but it works so well that um, I sort of gotten bored with it. And back in the way back of my mind, for about five years, has been always wanting to dive into Linux from scratch. Now, many of you out there will know that um, Linux from scratch is a whole different ballgame from Arch Linux or, or Gen 2 or anything like that. 
But if you are on DistroWatch, the explanation is Linux from Scratch is a project that provides you with the necessary steps to build your own custom Linux system. There are a lot of reasons why somebody would want to build a Linux from Scratch system. The question most people raise is why go through all the hassle of manually installing Linux, a Linux system from scratch when you can just download existing distributions like Debian or Red Hat? It's a valid question, which um, they hope to answer this way. The most important reason for Linux from Scratch's existence is to teach people how a Linux system works. Building a Linux from Scratch system teaches you all about what makes Linux tick, how things work together, and how they depend on each other, and most importantly, how to customize it to your own taste and needs, okay? So Linux from Scratch is basically the ultimate goal if you would like to learn about the, the inner workings of Linux and uh, customize it, do whatever you'd like. You're building everything from source and it's time consuming, very time consuming. And it is a project that, as I went on DistroWatch, it's a project that I discovered uh, has been around since February of 2000, okay? Um, Ubuntu, for example, has been around since 2004. So Linux from scratch has been around way longer than I anticipated that it would have been. And I'm thinking now that um, the project that I'm looking for, the project that will sort of um, give me a... a, a, a something to make my brain work and to give my brain a challenge is Linux from scratch. Now, the reason I have never done this before, for a couple reasons. When I first heard of Linux from scratch, I only had one laptop that was capable of running Linux and I didn't want to blow away my system to, to, uh, to just do this off the cuff and, um, blow away my system with everything that I use every day. Uh, bought the new laptop a couple years ago. I still have my old one and it's still a pretty decent laptop. Another reason why I have never done Linux from scratch is because uh, it's time consuming. And um, for a while, especially over this last year, I have been writing grants. I've been applying for funding for my business. I've started another music group. I've been working with this podcast. I've been teaching. I've been uh, working two jobs and um, I just really didn't have time to sit down and work on Linux from scratch. So another reason why I haven't done Linux from scratch is because I'm scared of it. It's time consuming. It's, it's, um, something that I don't know if my brain can handle. I'm not a, a uh, IT person. I am not a programmer. I am not a Linux professional, uh, but I play one on TV. And um, I'm not actually uh, somebody who is an ex what I would consider an expert. I can help people. I know a lot about Linux. I know a lot about a lot of different things, but I don't claim to know everything. And the thought of diving deep into Linux from scratch um, was sort of a paralyzing fear that I had. 
and I would watch videos on YouTube and everybody laughs about Linux from scratch. Everybody, uh, as soon as you mention Linux from scratch, everybody goes, whoa, just do it. And everybody's encouraging. Everybody is saying, you know, that's what it's all about. It's about the learning. You're going to build it. You're going to fail. You're going to fail bad. You're going to fail so bad that you have to start all over again. But that's how you learn. And that moment when you actually build a system that you build is is pretty amazing, you know, for somebody who uh, has stuck through it to be able to do it. Now, I don't, in, my intentions are not to build a system that is perfect and it's going to be something that I use every day and it's going to be something that um, I don't, I'm going to completely abandon Pop! OS. I don't have any um, thoughts like that. I'm not going to deploy this anywhere. I'm not going to uh, write some custom Linux operating system that's going to run on servers in a, in a uh, warehouse somewhere that I need very specific software on, which is another use for Linux from scratch. I don't have any aspirations for that. But what I do want is a challenge for my brain to do something that I have no idea about. And I, I, I have zero uh, knowledge whatsoever about the Linux from scratch process. Uh, I read the manual at one point in time. Now, this is the Linux from scratch website. <sighs> this is another reason why I have not completed, nor not even started Linux from scratch. It's because I have to read a whole lot. And when I read, I mentioned this before, I listen to audiobooks because my eyes go cross-eyed when I read and I, um, I get bored and I skip over things and I um, just do not enjoy the physical act of reading something, even on a website or, or that. I mean, I'll read articles, I'll read... Um, all sorts of things if I really need to. But the Linux from scratch documentation, which is incredible, is is um, overwhelming to say the least. Overwhelmingly thorough, I should say. So if you go to linuxfromscratch.org, you will find everything that you need to know about building a Linux from scratch system. And the first thing is the Linux from scratch book. And if you're going to hopefully build um, something off the um, stable version from Linux from scratch, there are books that are available to guide you through that. So if you wanted a system D um, version of Linux from scratch, you have everything you need to know from the table of contents all the way through introduction to preparing for your build, building the packages, and so on. And this may be the challenge that I am looking for. And this may be the thing that turns me from somebody who is bored with Linux to somebody who, um, I don't want to say appreciates because I already appreciate it. I, 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 I do love Linux. I love using Linux. I love talking about Linux. I love the free software. I love recommending open source software when I can. But this might be something that gets me over that hurdle to do and explore other things. And I'm not a big um, person when it comes to 
you know, installing uh, custom software for routers or things like that, that I've, I've just never really been interested in that. Um, I've never been interested in pie holes with the Raspberry Pi. I've never, like, that stuff just makes my eyes go cross-eyed. And I say that in a way that um, I just mean that I get bored doing that stuff. And um, and every once in a while, I have an interesting project, like I, I have did the next cloud build, um, rebuild, I should say, recently on a Raspberry Pi 4. And that sort of scratches the itch for a little while until uh, then it's all set up and I have nothing to do again. So I think I may dive into this. And what I'm going to say is I probably am not going to do a show on it next week. I'm, I have a um, guest that I'm lining up for the, the podcast. We're going to talk about something completely different. It's going to be lots of fun. I don't want to give it away just yet. But um, in the meantime, with this downtime that I have, I'm going to continue doing some hiking outdoors. But I think, I think I'm really ready now to jump into Linux from scratch. And it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Okay, so now, how does this compare to that whole story with the the monks okay and um i posted this in the discord room and i and i hope everybody reads through it because it's those those the story of the monks obviously you're not um going to start a thousand day journey of climbing a mountain uh, at least i hope not and i and i hope you don't take things so seriously as they do but you can learn some things from those monks um the, the five lessons that uh uh, the the monks share about uh, mental toughness. Okay, they sort of adopt a commit or die mentality. Now, obviously, that's a real thing to them. Um, this is something that I explain to my students a whole lot. Oftentimes, people get into things and they don't really fully commit about um, whatever it is they're working on. Whether it's being a musician or being a business person or um, a project they're working on, they have low motivation, motivation lack of focus, uh, procrastination, and um, it takes a lot for a person to com- like fully commit to something on a massive scale. It's a huge project. And if you can do that, you find that the life is, is full of unexpected turns and twists, and you find that... Um, whether you're successful or not, you have learned a little bit, a bit about um, yourself in the process and what your abilities are. The second thing about mental toughness that they talk about is surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, I wouldn't say five years ago I was sur- surrounded by the right people to take on a Linux from scratch project, but I think with people like it that that are in the uh, Discord room or other people that I've met recently that are Linux users. I think I'm in the right place now where I can do that. Uh, you have to be able to ruthlessly minimize distractions. And this is my biggest problem when it comes to something where I have to read documentation over and over and over. If you're ruthlessly minimizing distractions, that means you actually sit down, and force yourself to do it, and don't do anything else until you uh, get started and get that process going. Um and here's another great one about mental toughness that um, forgetting the goal, focusing on the process. I've sort of said this a couple of times. Uh, forgetting the goal about having a working system 
just do the process Linux from scratch and and be prepared to fail, be prepared to work. Okay. So very relatable uh, from the marathon monks to um, doing something difficult like Linux from scratch. Lastly, pursue a higher purpose beyond your goals. Um, and the higher purpose I think here is not um, having a Linux from scratch set up where I have my own custom Linux distribution that I'm going to use forever. Um, my goal here is to learn, to get better, and to use those skills that I've learned to uh, on to my next project. So whatever that next project is. And I'll have a better understanding of how everything works. So now you know why I've never done Linux from scratch. Now you also know that Linux from scratch is probably my next project. And if anybody else would like to take on that same goal to let me know, mrptechreviews at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. You can ask any question you would like. Uh, I'm going to keep posting these shows on YouTube and we're going to get this out as quickly as possible. And I'd love to hear from all the listeners. So if you are listening out there for the first time or for the 182nd time, love to hear from you. You can join in our Discord chat room too. We'd uh, love to uh, talk with you there. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time.